Good morning, everybody. This is the New Blurred Order. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another session. We could discuss everything blurdy, nerdy, and all that that happened this week. We've got a crazy week. News was made. Let's talk about the fact that Josh Whedon is currently on trial. Not in real life, but just in the, the array of public opinion. There's a new Moonlight trailer out there, y'all. If you haven't seen it, I would suggest checking it out. And like I mentioned before, Josh Whedon, he says of things about Ray Fisher. It's kind of old, but it's resurfaced as of late but you know how we kick things off we gotta talk about the homie peacemaker and the little homie the little we love little eagerly and definitely let's discuss how boba met met, met Benick, which we learned this week man i'm ready to go ahead and pop it off let's go ahead and do it with our favorite birds today we got everybody here intact i am your boy the real vince taylor yes sir me in the flesh blurred man jr man senior let's go ahead and do it we've also got in the house yazzy what's yes. going on yes yes is here but we can't hear her uh it's all to the good though steph is here what's going on steph i am <laughs> ready to discuss the stuff that y'all are interested in <laughs> all right we've got tyrone in the building what's going on tyrone Morning, what's up how you doing we gucci we gucci we got bad tie in the building what's good brick city bronx oh and we are here, bro, here to do what it do. This is the new blurred order. Every Saturday, catch us on YouTube, Facebook, as well as Twitch. Let's go ahead and get into some of these shows. Let's start with Boba Fett. It's the new blurred order. This week, guys, we did get to finally see, as you all were asking for, the origin story for Finnick and Mr. Boba Fett himself. Uh, just around the round table real quick. Just want to get an idea of whether or not y'all enjoyed this episode or not. Let's start with the positives of Mr. Tyrone, uh, who I did see his review, and it I don't know. Uh, how do you feel, sir? Uh, do you have anything to say about this week's episode? Uh, I remember last week I was like, I'm just going to start watching this show. Just, you know, as if I'm going to just enjoy it, you know, no matter what, you know, and just that kind of thing. And uh, I tried. I really tried. Uh, man, yeah, I got thoughts. But honestly, I was just, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know what I don't know what we just learned just now, but it sounds like he's he's still trying to work out his feelings about it. Uh yes, you're normally you know pretty pretty uh upbeat about it, man. How you felt about this week's episode? I saw your review, it seemed like you liked it. Um, I thought it was pretty badass, and um all I have to say is I fucking told y'all so just saying. Um I told you Boba wants to have new things okay he's a motherfucking man all right he's growing up he wants an empire and a tribe i told y'all that just saying um but i, I thought it was kind of cool how uh we uh, found out that like fennec is like a fembot like she's like half you know what i'm saying machine and shit like that was kind of fucking cool i thought that was that was pretty dope that was definitely that was definitely crazy uh well also uh ty what do you think about the show i mean anytime you you, you give me uh, extra Fennec on screen. I love it. So, um, I mean, I, there was a lot, I mean, I, I think I said this in, in the review, like there's, there's still a lot of plot holes. There's still, there's still a lot of stuff that hasn't really been addressed, but, um, anytime I can see an action packed episode 
with Finnick at the forefront of it, you 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 had me. You had me as soon as she she touched the screen. So nice. hey baby. Hey baby. All right, hey, calm down. All right, you know what I'm saying? We we get it. All right, you know what I'm saying? And and, and shout out to Fennec. I ain't gonna lie, like as uh uh Mina Wynn as the actress, you are breaking a whole bunch of barriers by mm-hmm. being darn near 60 and being one of the most badass action characters, period. Not, not female or female on screen. So respect due to you. Steph, I saved you for last for a reason. Why don't you tell us? how you felt about this week's episode and maybe you can even give us your question of the day to close us out with it so um from the time that i initially pushed push start on the episode to the time i finished it i think three days passed that should tell you something about how low the stakes were and how much they failed to get me invested in what was happening like there's so much backstory which doesn't feel relevant and Anyway, uh, there was one thing I did really like about the episode. Uh, There was a cameo from one of my favorite musicians that was exciting. So my question of the day. Hold on, 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 hold on. I've been waiting for this moment. All right. I've been waiting for this moment. All right. You got a graphic. You got a graphic. (laughs) Let's go. All right. Hold on. So today, guess what? Stephanie has a question of the day what's the question of the day steph the question of the day is <laughs> i thought you were gonna put it up on screen because i don't remember exactly how i phrased it before oh. here we go thank you what celebrity do you need to see cameo in a star wars property and why we've had danny trejo we got thundercat in this episode that was super exciting so who's a celebrity that you're like yo they they belong in Star Wars. I got mine locked and loaded. I will save it. Um, but who is someone who's not been in Star Wars yet that you want to see in one of their media properties? All right. Loving that question. So keep that bookmarked in the back of y'all heads. Comment section, everybody watching live. We want your answers by the end of this episode. Who, if you want to have a Star Wars cameo, is it going to be and why? So let us know, and everybody on the panel, hopefully by the end of this show, we have some answers as well. So for right now, though, she did bring up something very interesting. Uh, So first of all, Stephanie brought up the fact that Thundercat was in this. I'm going to keep it real. I didn't know who he was. Um, I, 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 I know who Thundercat is, but I hadn't seen him. I did a review on him, uh, not on him, but on the fact that I called him, uh, uh, I said, uh, Fennec Chan's got uh, patched up by a dude that looks like Black Ken from Street Fighter. Uh, I didn't know at the time that he actually was Thundercat, who did make the theme song for Yasuke, for those of y'all that are, are familiar with, with anime characters. Um, oh, wow. So what's what's your infatuation with, with Thundercat, Steph? I mean, I, uh, you know. I just, I love his music. He has made some of my favorite songs. His music's really good. His videos are like weird, quirky. And he just, he, he really stands for everything that we stand for. He is black and weird and does what he likes and has made a career out of breaking stereotypes for what you expect black men musicians to look and sound and act like. And I love that he just does his own thing unapologetically. 
Mm. All right, but I, I could have done without him like doing the hair flip so many times when he was like, <laughs> like that's all I gotta say. Like, why why is he flipping it to go back down? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was I was wondering why that was happening and we were emphasizing that shit so much. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like all like <sighs> Yeah, man, that's what it look. That, uh, evidently, that's a trait that comes not with long hair, but blonde hair. And as you see, uh, he's rocking it to the T. But you like the fact that she's a fembot, huh? Uh, yes. Uh, I wasn't hating on it, to be honest with you. I mean, it kind of makes a lot of sense, you know, how her 60 year old ass is fucking kicking everyone's ass, you know, like she was killing it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, I didn't. I'm a little confused uh, because, as you know, Tyrone, we've been watching Star Wars shows, movies for decades, and I have yet to have any indication that this was a part of the lore of Finnick being part android, of being a cyborg, so to speak. Is there any history to kind of justify this turn, this detour we've taken into in Star Wars lore? Oh, this this actually. Uh... Uh, doesn't go against anything that's uh, established. I think actually it was the end of Mandalorian uh, where she was in a couple episodes, and I think she actually opened up the like the flap in her uh, in her top oh, yeah, to yeah. show that she had those parts in there. So uh, that was actually so we knew that uh, going in. We just didn't have the story. We didn't have like all the detail, which frankly I didn't really think was necessary. But uh, you know we have it now. So yay. Why don't you think anything is necessary? Like, it's just, well, here's, doesn't know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's here's the thing. So, the thing with this show that's 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 getting me because I love I love the fan service stuff. I love seeing cool shots of you know of the ship you know blowing up uh, an entire biker gang killing people indiscriminately. That's like that's boba stuff. You know what I mean? Which I I thought we weren't doing that, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, and then. You know, I, I like to see like I love I love the shot of like going over the Sarlacc pit. But what we've done is we spent so much time uh, and we're just spending s just so so much of our uh, not much screen time uh, just hanging out with each other. And not even like it's not like we're hanging out with two dynamic people. It's Fennec Shand, who has uh, Mysterious and Smirky and then Boba Fett, who has uh just talking you know what i mean so it's like it, we're not getting much from these guys and it's it's i'm i found myself just like why are we doing this like i thought i thought you were at no point at no point i'm i now i'm ranting i'm ranting now give me some time please continue uh, please i thought boba fett was done killing right <laughs> didn't we establish that <laughs> but like i thought no i thought he was like yeah that's not me anymore i'm trying to find my tribe but then he just goes and like blast up all these people which I'm actually like this makes more sense for me in the the you know the realm of Boba Fett, uh, whereas the rest of the show hasn't. But like they're just kind of like jumping uh, into things and out of things kind of as needed, and it's just it's all just kind of falling apart. And I'm just like, it's but it's just. He told he told her he was on his quest to get some people back and get his armor. So like I mean right. it does it's not like he didn't tell us. Well, I'm also. Well, oh, I mean, I understand like that he's, you know, on these, you know, the missions. It just it's not jiving. It's not jiving with what they told us he was from the beginning of this show, which is this changed guy who's, you know, doing all this stuff. Uh, I'm also glad you brought up the armor because like so I guess because he was conscious when he crawled out of the Sarlacc pit. Yes. Fully armored. And he and he witnessed uh, the, the jaw was stealing his armor. But I guess that like when he had a moment to just kind of like chill out and hang out, he was like, you know what? I bet I took my armor off inside. 
right, all right. It there, and now I got to go back and grab it. Like, okay, all right, okay. Ty, all right, let me, let, me, let, me, let me pause Tyrone. He is on full rant Look mode. Look with bad tie today. He, 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 is, he is, I love this version of Tyrone, by the way. Uh, the fuck that, I, I don't, don't give a shit. I hate this shit. Um, and I'm keeping it real about it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But Ty, uh, bad tie. I think that Tyrone has a good point. But there's also, I think, something to be said about the fact that he did tell us that when you do go into the Sarlacc pit, that you have toxins injected into yeah. you, right? And you can't really feel, you don't know what the fuck's going on. I submit to the jury um, that Exhibit A, one Boba Fett was not necessarily in his right state of mind when he first came outside of the Sarlacc pit. And thus will probably inhibit his memory so that he doesn't even remember whether or not or where the hell his armor is. That's the only the explanation that makes sense to me, Ty, uh, Bad Ty. Uh, I don't know if that's the actual explanation, but I completely understand Tyrone's frustration with the storyline bouncing back and forth. He's like, bruh, how you thought? Like, you wait till you see his review. He's like, I don't get what the fuck. Why the hell is he looking for his armor? In the pit. How does he think he got out of the pit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tyrone. Uh, I mean, bad tie. What, what say you, my friend? And what you liked about the episode, if you liked it at all? I don't know. Other than fantasy. I mean, I, mean I, totally, I totally get where Tyrone is coming from, and I can see why um, it, things don't seem to correlate. Um, but I think it's it's because we keep going with the flashbacks and everything. It it Because they keep going back and forth, at times it can confuse you and you can get lost in the timeline. Um, so to, to Tyrone, it doesn't appear as though, um, you know, things are playing out the way that we're being told because in one episode you hear Boba Fett talking about, you know, his changes that he wants to make the type of person he wants to be and so on and so forth. And then you see, um, w which is a, is a flashback of him being in the pit and then uh, going through the process of meeting Finnick and everything like that. So sometimes because they keep flashing back and going forward, you know, you, you're confused about the timeline. Um, but this, him killing the biker gang and him doing all this was pre him coming to where he's at right now. So, um, you know, he may very well be in the mindset of being a changed individual and, and doing better because he was able to get some closure by killing that biker gang right, and avenging right. the Tuscans and everything like that. So um, where we're at right now, um, as it stands in this episode, is Boba's completely healed. Um, he is in the midst of uh, forming a defensive strategy uh, and an army. Um, and I think moving forward uh i don't think we i don't think at this point flashing back anymore is relevant um i don't i think everything that they planned on telling in this episode uh was told and even with that being said i'm right there with you tyrone i still feel like a lot of a lot of time is being wasted uh where you you could actually be explaining things that we care about uh but yet for whatever reason the director keeps on missing missing that part uh, of the of the storyline, I, I do just want to say I I am I'm not confused about the timeline. I'm you know I'm I'm no, there I'm with it. Like I I get it. I just they're just 
doing a bad job with it. It's you know, there. I feel like if anything, because of all the different uh, the different directions they keep trying to go with with people's personalities and their reactions to things, uh, it's just you know, it's leaving some it's leaving some holes there, and it's uh. Yeah, it's just it's kind of, you know, for example, like in this in the situation where he he went to kill the bikers. Uh, yes, it was when he first met Fennec and or just after they first met. And, uh, you know, she got her new parts and which I mean, she she recovered from death really quickly, by the way, like overnight, right. literally, uh, which is another thing I got I, again, the show. But, uh, you know, he was up until that point. You know, he wouldn't have even really, you know. Oh. I'm 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 trying to uh, hide my emotions. Here's because here's why? the here's what's Let because I don't I miss. Here's why I got my picture of, uh, <laughs> of the original uh, Boba Fett back there because like this makes more sense. Like and he he did have tribes before, but uh, anyway. So back to back to the uh, killing these bikers. Like he was, you know, he spent time with with the Tuscans. Uh, you know, they died and stuff. And and I I get I get that that would traumatize you and that would actually like you know these people that you considered your family are now dead right uh they were the ones who changed him into this new mindset <clears throat> so story-wise you would say this is the moment where you either dedicate to them like dedicate to their memory the real idea that you're moving forward and not go and kill people or you're like nah i'm me i'm boba i'm gonna go kill people and then like you move in in either direction that way but they were just like he's changed but he's gonna kill him he's gonna kill those people but he's changed Right. You know what I mean? And that's so that's where it is like when, when story wise, like the, the way the story is is progressing, the way his personality is progressing, it just it jumps in and out of it whenever it needs to. And that's why uh, uh, when Stephanie was talking about there not being stakes and there not being any weight to it, it's because none of it seems to matter until it needs to happen in the show. You know, like it doesn't stick with like these these personality types don't stick with the characters. It's just whatever they need to be at the time. That's what they are. And it just doesn't really it takes all the. It just takes all the, the the weight off of these changes. All right, uh, come on, Tyrone. Uh, Ty, uh, other time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Tyrone, <clears throat> with that assessment, I don't remember um, the Tuscans teaching him to be a better individual. What I do remember the Tuscans teaching him is how to survive with them. Mm -hmm. um, and he did kill uh, uh, a whole train full of people with the Tuscans. Um, in order to uh, make sure that those same people weren't able to kill them. So as far as, um, you know, like them being a nonviolent uh, tribe that's, you know, teaching him to, to be a, 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 you know, a, some, some type of great individual and good guy, um, I never saw that by the Tuscan, the Tuscan tribe. I never saw anybody over there like, yeah, this is how, you know, we, this is how we, we spread goodwill and cheer. Uh, none, none of that, none of that ever, you know, surfaced in that group. Um, if anything, he's practicing every day to to be stronger, a stronger fighter, and uh, you know, think like you know, learning how to defend himself in their way and stuff like that. So, um, this idea that that they were the reason that he made that 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 uh, change, I think his experience with almost dying changed his perspective on how he's living. Um, well, I, I like thought it. I thought we all agreed that this is why he's this the new Boba Fett now because he has spent this time with this tribe, and uh, you know he had this experience. I thought we agreed that's why he was not the Boba Fett I, that we knew. 
Well, I don't think as far as us agreeing on that, I don't necessarily think that we uh, we assess the reason that he's the way he is right. to the Tuscans training him or teaching him to be that way. I think his experience in the Sarlacc pit, almost dying, um, you know, being them saving his life, him seeing and and being around what we, what we would consider children. Um, because that's what he was. He was around a little, a little boy. That was like his little new home, little homeboy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So these are things that change a person. Um, you know, but the, the Tuscans as a whole and as a, as a community, as a group, I don't think they were teaching him anything to, to, to change his perspective on life. Well, so I, then me... we don't, then we don't know why he is, how he is. I mean, we yes. can guess. Wait, wait, wait. That's, that's why I said, that's why I put my hand up. Okay. So we do. So when him and Fennec were in front of the fire and he was like about to, you know, like they were like basically like figuring out what they were going to do next. You know what I'm saying? Like what, like once, once I got the ship, like what was going to happen next? He literally said like, I'm, I don't want to keep killing people. Like I, I'm working for idiots. I don't want to keep killing people and getting myself in harm's way. You know what I'm saying? Like when I could just be the head dude, he literally said that to her. And, and then he said on top of that, um, that I need a tribe. You can do more with a tribe than not. And Fennec said that the Tuscans made him soft. He said, mm. no, the Tuscans helped me realize what you can do in with a tribe that you can't mm. do alone. So, like, that whole part right there was answered in this episode, like, when the, cool. with the conversation. <laughs> Take no, I that. Saw, no, I saw the conversation, uh, you know, without a doubt. And, but it's still, it... I, I get the tribe thing, which I mean, he's grown up with people like he grew up with people that, you know, a bunch of clones, you know, he had a father, you know, I don't I don't get this idea that he that he never had anybody around him because like for a lot of his life he did. But that's again, that's just another one of those things that they just kind of like forgot about in the show, I guess. Yeah, but he was uh, a hired but, he was a hired killer. Like from the time I, that he yeah. can remember, like the, we we saw Boba Fett as a child. When we saw him again, he was a grown ass man fucking marking people. He was a mercenary. So we don't really know like if he was with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yeah, someone must have trained him to be a killer the way he is, but we we don't know that he had a family setting. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a child right. and he was holding his father's head, and it was only him and his dad and the Camino right. people. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't really even have a family then either. So you have to think about it. And the near-death experience coming out of the Sarlacc pit, I mean, it would make anybody, you know, consider like, hey, I almost died because I was going after fucking, you know, like someone I shouldn't even be going after because someone paid me to do that shit because they're too lazy to fucking do it. So mm. it's like he's having a whole revelation. Like, think about it. Like, Daniel gave us some really good insights because Daniel reads the books in the comment section. Thank you, Daniel. And thank you, everybody, in the comment section this morning. You guys are fucking fire. Um, but anyway, so Daniel was saying, like, all of this time period that we are seeing is within five to seven years, like, from him being with the Tuscans, coming out of the Sarlacc pit, to him getting his ship. So you got to think about it. In half a decade, you know what I'm saying, or almost a decade, all these memories all these you know things that he wants to accomplish and like he's, he's he's thinking about his past that he did and why he did the things and how it turned out and like hey my dad died as a child doing the job that i did do i really want that fucking life do i really want to continue this legacy or do i want to be more than this do i want to be boba fett i want to be the daimyo i want to be the fucking person that everybody comes to and they get respect from remember they were all at that community table and he told everybody i just want your loyalty 
That's it. I'm going to do all the work. You don't have to fucking do anything. But when they come to you, deny them your loyalty. That's all I want. Okay. I just want to take scene That's that that uh, threw me. But like, again, I, I want to, I want you to know, like, I, I understand what the show it has, has shown. Uh, here's the problem. Like a lot of this stuff that we're discussing right now, we're kind of, we're having to come from the point of like Daniel Biddle is a, basically a star Wars historian. <laughs> Right. Like he's filling us in on all these. But what I'm what I'm saying, my argument is not that these things don't exist in the world. It's that this show is doing a bad job of giving them to us. That's been my argument from the beginning is that the show is right. not not communicating these ideas. Well, uh, all of this stuff that we've uh, that we've gotten from, uh, you know, Boba Fett's background and how we might be feeling at this time and all this other stuff is stuff that came from prequel movies and, and the original saga and you know stuff that you know Daniel Biddle knows in the book, but this show hasn't really been giving us these things, and it's just been it's been kind of you know dropping the ball when it comes to uh, really understanding or helping us understand like what the hell Boba's going through at this moment, you know like it's it's I we can we can guess of we can guess from some of his past. And we can guess from things he's doing right now, like maybe how he's feeling about some things like, yeah, when people you've been ha hanging out with for months or years or whatever die, like that's going to suck. Uh, but like the he, the most emotion he showed in this entire show was when he looked at his ship and like you saw some little, little twinkles in his eyes. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the most emotion I've seen from this dude in this show. Otherwise, it's all just been straight faced. Like when he took revenge on these people who killed this, his his new like surrogate family, uh, you know, just a little bit of, of a nod at Fennec. You know what I mean? He's it's, it's a these... bounty hunter. But is he is he a bounty hunter? Or is he a guy that's been changed, you know, into a new, you know, way of uh, existing, way of being, wanting to, you know, make the streets safe in this uh, Moss Espa, which he didn't find Jesus. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, he's a bounty hunter that has come to terms with the fact of his, like, you know, we all have a, a moment in life that shows us our growth. Okay, you know what I'm saying? That one moment. And we can like, agree on like, what that moment is in this show. This that's shit. the thing. Like, nobody can agree on what that moment is on this show. We and that's have. The problem. He came out of the Sarlacc pit. The nigga almost died. He lived with the Tuscans for a while. They took his ass in. They became, they made him a tribe member. Again, like, he didn't want to, but because he killed that monster and saved that child, they made him a tribe member. They made him see things differently. So now that he's seeing things differently, he's trying to live a new life. Of course, he's going to be killing people in the fucking way. He's a fucking bounty hunter. That's like telling someone who doesn't smoke. Like, hey, you what you're telling right me, though, what you're telling me, though, is he's made these big changes. These these huge things in his life changed him, but they didn't change him. I mean, he's. He's working on his change. That shit don't happen overnight, bro. I mean, it takes a while for people to like think about it. It takes 21, 21 days to make a habit. Okay. We don't know how many days it's been. Calm the fuck down. Damn. It's been, it's been a lot of days, but what I'm saying is the show, like, I, I'm not seeing any, like, is, is the actor showing you anything? Is the story of this show showing you anything about like this, this man making any changes? It's just, it's just him like acting, doing things. It's him just like, do you want to know why you hate this show so much? I'm going to tell you right. Oh, I don't now, hate the show. All right. Do you want to know why? It's because this whole saga is about stuff that was written about a while ago. We only knew mm. about this character for five minutes. Daniel, we already we already established, is the, the OG on the fucking book of Boba Fett. You know what I'm saying? So he read this shit. So you got to think about it from like... The comic book, like the book standpoint, people who read it and now are watching it, they've been waiting this whole time. It's the same shit with like Marvel and how when they do things, it's like someone of the comic books and people get pissed about it because you know what I'm saying? Like things have changed. It's it's 
all a thing that we have to learn to understand. Like when the Mandalorian came out, we loved it. Yes, because it was something different. It was all new. But like, this is a character that's been established. It's only had five minutes of fucking airtime before this whole book came out and we fell in love with him. So yes, there's going to be missing context in a lot of different things because we don't have all of the goddamn information. We're getting it. You just have to be patient. Would you like to know why I uh, am am having complaints about the show? Which I don't hate the show, uh, but I just, uh, if you'd like to know why I have complaints about the show, uh, if, if I could give you my opinion on my opinion, that would be great. Go ahead. Uh, they're not doing a good job of telling the story. Like it's, it's, it's I'm not, my issue is not with uh, what they're doing to the character, right? It's just make it make sense. You know what I mean? They're just like, hey, this is different now for some reasons sometimes and some reasons other times and like it's it's not they're not i like the mandalorian not because it was new and it was different i liked it because it was good uh the dude barely spoke but we knew what he was feeling like you know whether it was because of the, the way that it was shot uh the scoring of the show that kind of stuff those things help you to tell a story on in a show like i'm just talking from not a star wars perspective not a boba fett perspective but just a show's perspective we never had to guess what uh we never had to guess what Din was feeling because the show did a really good job of ex exhibiting those things and showing those things. Uh, we saw his growth. His growth, was, his growth was very clear throughout the show because they did a really good job of portraying it. By the time he took his helmet off, like we knew how serious of a moment that was for him. You know, like these things had weight. They're not putting any of like this. Boba Fett doesn't have any of this weight. And this is with a, with a character that we've, that we've known and we've seen and that, that has had some, you know, people feel things for you know, right. people feel things for Boba Fett. Uh, but right now, I can't feel anything for this dude because they're just not giving me any reason to feel anything. You know what I mean? That's so my issue isn't with, oh, Boba Fett's not Boba Fett anymore. You could do whatever you want with him. Make him an interesting character, but make it interesting. Put some stuff in there, because right now, the only thing this show seems to be doing is giving us reasons to get cool shots of ships and fights and stuff like that, which if you want to do fan service, fine, do fan service. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much what I have to take from this show. But they're just not they're not building any reason for me to really care about what's going on here. Okay. Unmute yourself. yourself. You did, you did. Let me say this real quick. Uh yeah. I've never seen that vein in Tyrone's forehead before. Like I, he's clearly <laughs> upset. Uh I don't know what you did to him, Yaz, but he is he is outside. Now nah, he's not upset. I'm just kidding. But uh <laughs> Uh, despite me not necessarily agreeing with Tyrone, uh, Tyrone is not alone. Like Tyrone joins the ranks of millions of disappointed Star Wars fans that are like, "Look, bro, fuck this stupid ass book of Boba Fo shit, uh, book of Boba Fo shit, where or Bobby Womack or whatever Stephanie would call it." You know what I'm saying? Like, there is a, there is the camp of, "Look, bro, this is trash," and I cannot believe Disney has resulted to. Let's let, let's just admit the fact that there are a lot of different genres of star wars fans mm -hmm. and all of them are not going to be pleased with this series all right I, I believe i'm more of a pop culture star wars guy all right i'm like look give me star wars and i'm either gonna love it or i'm gonna like it a little bit but i damn near probably won't hate it you know what i'm saying uh some of the folks hold them a little tighter to the chest but let's discuss some of the things that we loved and didn't like about this episode i mean we've already learned that tyrone uh loves the fact that he forgot his or didn't remember whether he forgot his <laughs> Uh, his best car uh, uh, armor inside the Sarlacc pit. Uh, what are some other things? I, I know there's a thing that I'm going to talk to you. Uh, let me uh, bring up Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie, some of the things that I like, I'm going to throw this to you. 
I, I like the fact that he took revenge. I like the fact that Boba Fett, despite him being refined, reformed, is still a killer. I don't think that I ever heard him say that he wasn't going to be a killer anymore. This is not Batman. This is not Spider-Man. Boba just was like, look, I just don't want to work for nobody no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to fucking uh, 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 do all this stuff for all these idiots who don't really know what to do. So if I need to avenge somebody for my own benefit, then that's what I'm going to do. I like that. I like the fact that we did meet Thundercat, that he's a tattoo parlor uh, uh mod guy uh i like the fact that the pikes are now ba they basically they go into war with the pikes mm -hmm. and uh um stephanie had an interesting take on the the whole finding phoenix situation um because we didn't really know a lot all we know is that he rolled up on princess while she was sleeping in the castle didn't know what was going on with her you know what i'm saying was just like you know what come with me uh, and uh, I don't know, there's something uh, utterly disturbing and uh, 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 benevolent about that. But Steph, what are some of your thoughts? Uh, so just, just to address Finding Finnick, first of all, who the hell managed to knock her out is the most interesting character in this story. That's who I want to see. Right. You don't want to see that guy. He was in The Mandalorian uh, season, uh, season one or two, whatever. He was in The Mandalorian. And uh, yeah, that guy, that guy sucked. But whoa, whoa, who, yeah. who, who was that? I forget. Remember, uh, there was an episode. I, I I interrupted Stephanie. I I wanted to just give her that real quick. But do, do you want to know Stephanie who this was? So we so so we do know how Finnick ended up passed out of the yeah. Desert. There was that moment like uh, Mando met that dude, that kind of like snarky dude, and he was like, uh, you know, we're I, I want to be a bounty hunter too, and he was like, I'm gonna go and find this person with you, and they agreed to join forces just for this one episode, and then uh, uh dude, uh. Fennec had dude, and then he es escaped or whatever, and then gut shot her, and then mm -hmm. and then bounced. Uh, it was remember that dude. Uh, it's very forgettable guy. The actor wasn't great. Um, uh, it was it was when remember Mando on the speeder bikes. It was like the first time we saw Mando on a speeder because he and that dude grabbed speeders. They left the town to go and hunt down uh, Fennec. The sheriff dude, that guy. No, no, no. That was uh, sorry. It was he was actually cool. It was the uh, some random little uh prick that he met at a bar okay remember he was like he was supposed to be real cool and like a han solo type but he just wasn't he was just like i'm also part of the guild and i need to make a name for myself and Talk about was he human? no he was human no nope yeah it was it, this guy was very forgettable but the, so the character basically the character that you that shot fennec you he's not uh don't even worry about it like it's oh. He doesn't even warrant this much discussion. I'm sorry I brought him up. Let's put him back to bed. Well, <laughs> well, well, hold on. Yeah, you did interrupt Stephanie, but for good reasons. But but real quick, I'll let to touch back on this because you completely shattered my idea of the timeline just now. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm thinking, how is Finnick how did that happen in the timeline that is a is is a is a um uh, uh it's a it's a, a flashback for Boba Fett. But is a current timeline for Mandalorian now. You've completely fucked my head up. Like we're gonna have to go over this. But before we do, let's let's let Stephanie uh, get her word out, please. Stephanie, if you don't yeah, mind, yeah. after being rudely interrupted uh, by uh, by uh, Mad Mad Tyrone. Is be <laughs> uh, what what? Tell us your feelings, please. It's all good. That was helpful information. Thank you, Tyrone. Mm -hmm. Um, that I don't think that we ever saw Phoenix's wound. She just looked like passed out or sleep, Boba Fett picks her up and is like, you got to help her right now. This woman is about to die. How do you know? When did you become a doctor? Like, I saw nothing to indicate that she was on dad's door. He just decided that. And she, then she was pale. I, I mean, like, she needed a rest and maybe some cold water on her face. But um, then, okay, like, 
I have thoughts about this no consent, let's just fill her stomach up with metal decision <laughs> that this man made all by himself. Like, mm, anyway. he switched hands to do that too, girl. Yeah, that was weird. The thing that bothered me most about this episode, though, I agree with Vince. Then the most interesting thing I've ever seen him do was when he got revenge by killing the Pikes. I was like, okay, he's a little bit yes, cold blooded. Yes. Completely undid all of that progress when he had his little sit down the local mayors or whatever and was like hey guys i'm thinking we should all work together and we can all get rich and they were like nah how about we just kill you instead and he was like okay 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 like it's fine i'll fight the whole army by myself don't worry about it like just don't betray me okay please guys so weak it was so weak i really expected him to be like all right y'all not gonna fight with me well don't come to me for help don't ask me for anything and i'm gonna take out the pikes and then y'all next he was just like okay you don't want to help like i'll do it myself just like don't betray me like still be my friend okay it was so weak weak. i gotta be mad tyrone now and interrupt a little bit all right uh he didn't just let them say, look, we're going to kill you. He got walked all the way over. No, you're maybe yeah. mis- misremembering uh, because it was in that moment that they said all that when his pet spoke up from downstairs oh. and was yeah. like, oh, by the way, here I go. And I think that was when Boba Fett was like, you know what? I ain't got to sit here and talk shit to y'all because yeah. all I got to do is, is push a button and y'all fall downstairs. And by the rancor speaking up, that's him saying, look, I don't need to talk shit. All right. My actions will dictate my badassness. Now, I get I get it. I get it. We want him to be a shit talker, too. But Boba Fett. This is the most he's ever talked. Like so, so what you're saying is he has power as long as people are sitting on the trap door. Otherwise, <laughs> what I'm nothing. saying is no, he doesn't have to ride the rancor. Right. Well, what I'm saying is that Boba Fett does not talk his strategy. Boba Fett executes his strategy, mm-hmm. and he shows things. He doesn't just talk things. Like there's been no, in, there's been no indications that Boba Fett comes out and does like a Han Solo type. Hey, fuck you! I'm shooting first. Scruffy Nerf Herder shit. Boba Fett's like, look, I don't, all right, we ain't gonna talk. Okay, cool. Notice, did he send any warnings to that freaking Hell's Angels gang? Like, yo, motherfucker, I'm coming for y'all. Yo, no, he showed up and killed. Every last one of them. That's what he does. He's not here to proclaim his badassness. He's here to be a badass. What's up, Tops? Um, I have to disagree with you, man. Um, <laughs> what? So listen, um, you're he he did go kill the biker gang. Yes, he did. Um, but one of my major complaints from the, the, the very onset of the show was the fact that Boba talked too much. Um, like that was literally one of the things that I highlighted was why is Boba opening his mouth so much? Why is he talking so much? Why is he communicating so much? And that's literally what he's doing now. So the actions that you're you're referring to, um, and and that he's not doing, um, is is I think one of one of the major reasons why there are so many Star Star Wars fans that are upset with the writing. Um, you you. Tyrone just kind of just took about 10 minutes to explain all of this to us and, and basically saying the same thing. Like, look, you're, you're at one moment, you're saying he's not a killer. Then the next moment he is a killer. Then you're, then here you are saying he's a, 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 a diplomat. He's instead of, instead of actually, you know, just enacting his, his anger or rage or just his will. Instead, he's negotiating with a bunch of 
of of of <laughs> servants because these these dudes were all previous servants. Oh, uh, servants! They served. They served Jabba. Jabba. They served. Uh, um. Uh, what was the one that? Bibble Fortuna. Yeah, Fortuna. They were all part. They all served them. They were all in a, in 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 works with them, uh, paying trip, paying tributes, and yeah. all of those to the things. To yes, he was the. the they were all bosses, except for Boba. Boba then came through and gave people the choice of whether or not you want to give me tribute, whether or not you want to join the cause, whether or not you want to do whatever. And and then. And to, to further to further it add insult to injury, when they was leaving, Phoenix said, "Do you trust him?" He was like, "Nah." And then Phoenix <laughs> nah, was like, "They but, made you weak." Yeah, she said they made you soft. This test yeah, like this. Tough. This is all. So when you sit there and you say like, "Oh, he doesn't have to show power because you know Sarlacc's there." Da, da. The Sarlacc's not when they leave. When they leave, Rancor. they're like, fuck him. Rancor. Fuck what he said. <laughs> We're going to sign up with the Pikes. I wish he would. I wish he might. Fuck him. That's what they're saying. That's but, 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 but Ty, the, the first or second episode, he said, I do not want to rule by fear. Mm-hmm. You're saying he should rule by fear. This is the theme of this whole uh, series. Mm-hmm. He does not want to rule the way Jabba did. Right. And he has to show Finnick and the other folks that don't work for, but I believe are crime bosses that are beneath Jabba. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I mean, I don't, I, he summoned the, this is kind of yeah. like that scene in Scarface where all of the bosses are sitting around discussing mm-hmm. how Scarface needs to kill the dude who's about to talk about him on TV. I don't, I mean, rare flashback, go watch it if you haven't seen it. If you haven't, shame on yourself, kill yourself. Um, but uh, but I don't, I just don't, I don't think that, I think that the fact that we have this discussion is is fascinating because I think that we want Boba Fett to be what we want him to be. And uh, John Favreau has decided who he is and nobody likes it. Has he though? I don't know if John Favreau has I, decided about who he is. I don't think he has. Because he's so I, many I, things. I think he has. I think what? y'all just don't like it. I think we've decided, and Steph, I'm going to you, uh, I think that what we've learned here is that John Favreau has decided that Boba Fett of Star Wars fame, episode four, five, and six, uh, even episode uh, one, two, and three, is no longer ex- it does not exist in this timeline. We have a refined, reformed Boba Fett who doesn't wear a helmet, who talks a lot, who doesn't want to go around hunting people, who doesn't want to work for nobody, who's basically trying to own the store that he works in as of right now, and that makes people mad because they want Boba Fett. From this, the, from the movies, which I think there's reason for that to be. There, there's definitely a, a room for for anger there. I think that there is room for a Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett maybe should have been a series that embodied him as the bounty hunter before he was put into the Sarlacc pit. I think that's what people really wanted to see. Well, I just I, I would like to. I, I'm not in. The, I'm not necessarily in the camp of he has to be the old Boba Fett. I'm not in that camp. I don't care what he who he is. Just make him something. And right now he's like, I don't want to rule by fear. And if maybe if they finish that conversation, it was like, okay, well, how do you want to rule? And then he's like, respect, respect. He and that. then like he's like, okay, well, how are you gonna do that? And he's like, I guess I'll figure it out. Like what? Because what is he doing? <laughs> he did say this. He did. I don't remember which episode he said it, but he did say in like one of the previous episodes, you know, when when he became, you know, the daimyo, he did say like, I don't want to rule, you know, like Java, like Bibble, like like yeah, all of them, because like they, they all they all ruled in a way that like got them killed. 
Right, right, right. Well, and so far, like he's not helping himself very much. Uh, like, okay, but well, wait a minute, though. But he, if you guys, if you think about it from a business standpoint of it, he invited them into his house and told them, "I'm not gonna. I can come after all y'all stuff. I could if I want to. I could take it. I could have mm -hmm. it. I'm not going to do that, though. I'm gonna give you a fucking choice. Instead of you paying me, I'm just gonna. We're just gonna be alliances that's it he gave them a choice like he he spoke like a fucking boss would so you gotta think about it from a boss standpoint i don't want war i don't have to pay like all i have to do is like be loyal you gotta think about it like all well, and, then, the things, and then they were like no thank you yeah and then he was like really, okay though, to his to, they had to think about it some of them were like okay and some of them were like all right, this motherfucker's full of shit. We'll see how this goes. But but what did we see? The Pike Syndicate went to one of them in the end, and they were like, "No, we don't want to join you." You know what I'm saying? Like like straight up, they did not. Did they didn't join. They didn't join. Like they didn't take the money from the tribute from the Pike, didn't they? Did that happen? Yeah. I don't remember that. I must have been after. I'll need to rewatch that because the the Pike Syndicate ends up showing up. It's like at the very end, the Pike Syndicate ends up showing up at like one of the people he just saw and tries to give you give them like money or whatever, and they say no. I don't remember that part, but uh, hey, look. Watch the ending of it. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I want to just speak to this, though, really, really quick, uh, Vince. Because she said she said it was a business deal. And so, like, in a business deal, you don't set the terms and then have the other, other party renegotiate the terms, and then you feel like you won the business deal. That's not how that works. But he came in and he set the terms. They were like, fuck that. He was like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, but like like right, was saying, listen, like was saying technically way. he is the he's the kingpin they're the smaller right. organizations no. under yes yeah. they they were all smaller organizations under bid fortuna and under under java he's just telling them i can own your shit i'm not gonna fucking take your shit if you work with me but if you don't work with me you're gonna be fucked by me and you're gonna be fucked by the pike syndicate it's your fucking choice who you want to go with but choose wisely and that's when the rancor came out when they were all like oh this motherfucker and then he, they were like, okay, this motherfucker got a rancor in this bitch. Like, you have to think it's a power move. The whole thing was a fucking power move. Just tell them, I could have your shit. You can see right. I have your shit. But if you want to be smart and you want to keep your shit, this is how you're going to do it. I'm not going to be like the other idiots before me that fucking made you pay them. I'm going to be different so you respect me in a way that, like, you know, it's it's an equal thing. Like he said to Fennec, I want, I want to... I'll be loyal to you if you're loyal to me. I got your back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want anything from you. Every Everything that we have, we'll split it down the middle. That's what that's what Bulba's trying to do. He's ushering a new era of Daimyo. So you got to give the man props. I mean, he's got balls. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you all, uh, but Stephanie, I, I, you've been, I've been wanting to get you to say that, but I don't know if you all ever saw uh, Carlito's way. Um, Absolutely. But uh, when Carlito uh, finally was able to rise to the top, they was like, well, who's the boss? And he was like, there are no bosses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're all the boss. You know, yeah. I don't know if y'all remember that. And he was, he tried to like change the the, the culture of mm -hmm. gang uh, of crime lords. Uh, and I mean, that's a, that's a terrible comparison, but it is what it is. Um, but 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 I think but I think what's happening here is uh, I I'm not gonna lie. I think I siding with Boba Fett because this is the way that I would probably rule. Like I don't always gotta slap somebody and 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 kill them uh, to show them that I'm effective. Like right. I can actually demonstrate how effective I am, and then folks will follow because they know better not to. But but anyway, uh, I know that's not how we all see it. Stephanie, what was you trying to say? Yeah, sorry, Steph. No, it's all good. Um, Daniel said Boba Fett 
sounds like a millennial in America. And I think he's absolutely right. He's actually giving me very much Michael Scott from The Office vibes. Um, he said at one point, I think he was asked, what, he was like, people have asked, would I rather be feared or loved? I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Like, pretty much the vibes I'm getting from Boba Fett. Like, this man needs to understand you're walking into a situation where people are used to being ruled by fear. So you start trying to rule with like love and respect. Right. Nobody's gonna listen to you, dog. You go baby, like you, you might be the most peaceful, positive parenting person in the world, but you go babysit some badass kids that are used mm -hmm. to being yelled and threatened. And like, if you break this lamp, I'm gonna beat your ass. You come in right. and you're like, hey, if you touch the lamp, I'm gonna be very disappointed and you're gonna have to sit in the sadness chair. Bobby's like, fuck your sadness chair. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want because I'm not afraid of you. And these consequences you're offering are not a thing that concerns me. I'm used to getting smacked with my grandma's belt. I don't care about your sadness, Cher. This is what Boba Fett is coming in to do. People who are used to being ruled by violence. And he's like, guys, let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya and be friends. And they're like, we're not, we're not, we're, we're going to disappoint you if we don't do what you want. Okay, that's fine. Like, it's oh, one thing with the Robo Power Rangers, who he's building in his image to, you know, relate to the way that he rules. But these people that are used to Jabba the Hutt, you got to deal with them the way they're used to being dealt with until a new order comes in. And uh, so, what I'm hearing from Stephanie, it sounds like, um, Mary Poppins has now been put in charge of watching Bebe's kids. And uh, <laughs> yes. it is not, it's not necessarily going to learn the easy way that uh, yes. tea and crumpets and hippity-poppity-boo and all that other good stuff, that ain't going to work when it's like, look, it ain't time to go. You trying to leave us. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, she going to have to learn, look, this is how things are done over here. But I guess the question is, will Mary Poppins be able to win over Bebe's kids? No. Sounds like in this case, Boba Fett has ironed this out smart enough. So I'm almost positive at the end of this at the end of this series, we're gonna be like, ah, I see what happened. Especially now, if we could just kind of because we gotta keep this moving. We we uh, we about to go ahead and get into a little bit of Peacemaker. But a few more things happened in this episode that I think are are worth discussing. Uh, number one, uh, the Blacker Santon uh, returns uh, in his usual form, gives us his Wookiee moment where he rips off the arm of somebody <laughs> in the bar. Thank God we need violence somewhere. I'm so glad he chose violence. And this is like, Stephanie, the definition of he chose violence. <laughs> like, this is literally the definition of it. Because she was like, look, you don't need this little man. You ain't nobody. Come on. Remember when we used to stream your name? Spaniard! Spaniard! You know what I'm saying? And, and everybody used to love you. That's not who you are. Man, put the boy down. He alright. We'll even clean your tab away. And he was like, alright, so break this dude's arm and not pay no money. Or <laughs> break his arm, pay the money. And he's like, you know what? Boop, I choose violence. Right? No blood. It's okay. Here, I'll pay for my tab. See you later. By the way, holler at me, uh, Boba. I love but that why, aspect. Why was That's he so favorite. mad? What what set him off? I didn't even understand why he was like murder mad like that. He's racist. So he was watching these guys at the bar. Um, and or no, he was sitting at the bar watching um these guys gamble. Yeah, that's thank you. Um, yeah. And watching them like gamble and they were winning. And I don't know what his grudge is with them, honestly. So he's just a hater? He's just a hater. They were too excited. Daniel just actually gave us another bit of tidbit. Thank you, Daniel. So Trandoshans used to enslave Wookiees. So that makes a great, like, oh, that, okay. 
That I completely understand why he ripped his arm off. This is relevant information, Star Wars. <laughs> well, but that's like, the thing. That's, that's the deep down nerd shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's what nerd, Tyrone that. is trying to say. If I could jump in, Tyrone is basically saying the reason Stephanie didn't know that is because they're not telling the story well enough so that you do know these things. That's what uh, I'm saying. Because, like, if I understand that these are like nazis okay cool rip his arm off i'm rooting for that but he's just like an asshole that's mad because some other dudes are having fun at the bar like context is everything and star wars is not giving it to me well no 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 <laughs> they didn't star, give wars, that. star wars is a deep content uh um a, a deep a very very deep content manifesting a uh, manifested uh entity they said if you're not in deep fuck you we're not telling you nothing good luck the contest Ooh. exists in all of the other content that they've developed. I'm not the going that about- Did they want new fans or not? They, they said, fuck the new fans. We're not explaining nothing to y'all. Either you've been here for the whole ride or too bad. Uh, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> so, you're right. That's a fair, that's a fair question. That is, that is fair. That is definitely fair. Let's remember when we first started watching Boba Fett that the, the writer, director, or writer, John Favreau said that his objective was to marry old school, you know, mm-hmm. Star like Wars fans with new school fans. And so that he's means failing. That, he's he not making failing. a new We've, school fan. He's, he's not got, giving me what I need to become. And I'm trying. I'm watching this shit for y'all. Okay. <laughs> he had an opportunity to turn me into a Star Wars fan and he's failing miserably. Watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> I I doubt we'll get a different. Uh, the- oh no! I, it'll, no, <laughs> Stephanie, watch Mandalorian. I, I think this would be an interesting experiment. You should watch the Mandalorian. I won't say much else, but watch the Mandalorian. I'd love to see your thoughts on on that story. All right, let me give you my impression of Stephanie watching uh, Mandalorian. Okay, so who the fuck is the child's father? Like, why is there a baby just in the middle of nowhere? And what the fuck? And why does he have on this big ass helmet? Is he? I mean, is he black under there? Is it a woman? Where is the woman, by the way? Uh, now, just playing, just playing. By the way, there is just 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 a spoiler. There is a black woman Mandalorian. Uh, so that does make it. A little, a little uh, tasty for you there. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, but- I do want to just to, real quick to Daniel's point. Uh, I don't know if you could bridge fifty years of Phantom together. I, I, I think you can, and I think it's just tell a good story. I, I honestly, I think that's all we need. <laughs> I, I frankly think that you cannot with previously conceived stories because when right. you have a story that folks have too high of expectations for, it's destined to fail. Which is yep. why, again, I'm repeating myself. Um, which is why Mandalorian was successful is because it had no, it was a blank slate. And people I think can't it was just good. Books. I mean, it was good, yes, but it also yeah. there's nothing to compare it to. What's up, Ty? Hey, I just want to give props to uh, Minister Q because when Minister Q was here, he he basically said that uh, Wookies do this: pull it heads off, pop heads off, arms <laughs> off. And he couldn't understand why the Wookie didn't just pop <laughs> off uh, Boba Fett's arms and his head and all of that kind of stuff. And clearly, he can do it. Uh, so it, you know, like it, it's one of those things where it's like you see this episode, you see him grab up this little, uh, this little lizard looking dude, you know what I mean, and and pop his arms off and pick him up in the air, and no, but nobody could stop him, nobody could do nothing, everything. But when you know, little Boba was fighting him, it was all good, you know, he could get tossed all across the world, fully healed, and but yet you could stand up to the to the black berserk. Or Santon, and then and then turn around and hire him, uh, you know. Because last week, you know, I think uh, it was you, Tyrone, that said, um, you know, Wookies have this thing where if you save their life, they're indebted to you. Yeah. Well, 
clearly Black Kersantan didn't get that memo because he's working <laughs> for pay. That nigga was like, I'm not owing y'all don't owe you shit, but uh, how much you paying? And uh, here we are. Uh, you know, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I just want to say how a Wookiee rips off arms cleanly without blood. I, I think the medical, like, like you know, I work in, you know, like, I, I work in a, a medical office. I think we we need to, like, reestablish how, like, we do things because that is fucking incredible. Like, just clean off, bro. Like, you know, like, right. like it was cut perfectly. Fucking Dexter type yeah. shit. It was great. Yeah. Precision. Yeah. Uh, almost scapula-like <laughs> precision. Uh, and uh, but I just can't get over the fact that there's no blood. That That, to me, stuck out more than anything else in the episode, frankly, uh, was the fact that there was zero blood, not even, it could have been red, it could have been pink, right? uh, but it was indicative indicative to me of the Disney brand. Like Disney's like, look, we'll, we'll keep the Star Wars traditions, but bloodlessly, you know what I'm saying? And I thought that it was a little disappointing to me. They won me back with the, with them shooting uh, uh, the, the, the bikers in a few scenes after that. Um, but I, I definitely was like, okay, when Obi-Wan cut off the dude in the, uh, in, in the bar, uh, when he cut his arm off, I was like, hey, he doesn't like you. He's like, well, all right, it's fine. I don't like you either. <laughs> yeah, I remember that from Huff. Was there, there was like, no blood in that scene. He's like, all right, think... I'm trying to be more careful. He's like, you'll be dead. <laughs> and then, and then, and then <laughs> Obi-Wan shows up. Yeah, there was no arm. blood in that scene, though. There, there, uh, there was there was blood in that one. There was. Nah, nah, it wouldn't be any blood in anyway because the lightsaber would cauterize the wound as soon as. Oh you no, 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 no! All right, we have to have a post session because I will replay that scene for y'all because it was one of the only scenes that did have blood in Star Wars, uh, and after that they didn't have the blood in it. I, I, I have to, I have to. In fact, Daniel, you're in the comments. Can you confirm or deny as we move on whether or not there was blood in this? Oh, I guess George Lucas, when he re when he like re uh, cut okay, or whatever. Okay, yeah, okay. he did a lot of that shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 man. Well, look, I, I completely remember. Yeah, George. Yep. Thanks, yeah. George, for uh, you completely divided our panel. Uh, here, uh, we were about to go to. We all get to be right this time. Play. Yeah, <laughs> let's have drinks. I was like, no, get out! Like, I'm logging you up. I'm about to be. The, I'm, about, I'm about to make this the my. Hey, yo, you know what? You know what? We just gonna have uh, Vince commentary today. Uh, no, just kidding. But um, I think that that was dope. Um. So that happened. Last thing, let's discuss this couple last things, and then let's move on to Peacemaker. We got to talk Peacemaker. I'm so geeked up about talking Peacemaker. Holy shit, that show is like my favorite now. We've already gone over Black King. Uh, um, uh, oh, oh, okay, so he has his shit back. He went through all this trouble to get his shit back. Now, uh, I got to get this out because uh, um, for me, this is a little, uh, I've always, I've had a love-hate relationship with Boba Fett's ship for multiple reasons. Over the years, uh, Tyrone, as somebody who's familiar with the culture, you might know one of the reasons because uh, it has a very awkward name of one, one of which I'm sure Stephanie is going to love. Uh, but frankly, one of the main reasons I'm not a huge fan of Boba Fett's ship is because engineering uh, mechanically and from an engineering standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the, the ship pisses me off. First of all, I don't like the name of this ship and we're going to have to discuss whether or not we're going to rename this shit because calling the ship Slave One is not going to suffice in a 2020 
one, a 2022 uh, uh, environment where we all know, unfortunately, despite the fact that we do uh, have so much more in our culture than slavery, we tend to identify because of the way this country was started uh, as slaves. So I don't necessarily like that. And I'm glad that they didn't even bring up the name, but let's be real. That's what it's called. But from an engineering standpoint, bro, the thing that pisses me off about it is like you walk up into the ship, but then you lay down and then it's back. So they they did. So he, he, they're not calling the ship slave one anymore. Uh, that's a decision that they made. Uh, he, address the ship as it's like modeled name, which is fire spray gunship, I believe. And I think that's just how they're going to talk about the ship from now on. Okay. Uh, so it's like, uh, just, it's like calling an X wing an X wing. I think that's just how they're, they're not addressing it, which again, would have been a great opportunity for him to address that. Yeah. I used to sell slaves to people. Like I used to catch capture free people and sell them to other people. Or I used to, you know what I mean? It would have been a great, I used to wear Wookiee pelts. Like it would have been a really great moment for him to be like, I used to be a pretty bad dude, but now I don't want to be a bad dude, but that's beside the point. So uh, yeah, it's, it's no longer slave one uh, and they're moving forward without it. Uh, and um, yeah, but engineering wise, and really none of the ships in Star Wars make much sense uh, engineering wise and, and aerodynamically and uh, scientifically and stuff. But yeah, this one is particularly weird because it's like, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're in a rush and you're trying to get into your ship and you got to climb, climb, climb. And then you got to right. like, get all weird yeah. and just lay down back in my shift real quick like you got it yeah right. so it's yeah i feel you yeah but but i mean i, I it make it just doesn't make it because like if you're get you know what that's a story for another day that's like an engineering <laughs> uh thing but it, i just i can't picture somebody like walking in sitting back and that's not what he did like when they walked in he's sitting upright so <laughs> I, and like my and, and then phoenix on it and and i bro like i just was like who the fuck did these blueprints i want to see the autocad designs <laughs> Because it doesn't make any sense, but you know that's the whole story. Uh, uh, Steph has a has a good question. Mm -hmm. Can we return to Boba Fett sold slaves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boba Fett was a was a bad dude. Like he like you I know Wookiees the people. Remember, who, like, but he was a slave. He sold slaves. Bounty hunter, my dear. So right. anybody who's got a bounty or Killing that people money. are wanting, they okay, he wet with it. Draw the line of the slave trade. <laughs> I mean, it's a big like. Hey, Wookies, he didn't say, yeah, well, he was a traitor. All right, that's not necessarily what. Well, it that's was. how he made his money. Oh no, he's a capturer. That's it. He will capture the slaves. Yeah. I mean, he named escape. his ship. He named his, his ship Slave One. Like, well, I don't, hold on, I don't wait, think he was on. like, I like that word. Wait, 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 wait. All right, it's not it, Boba Fett didn't name the ship. All right, Django Fett, his dad, yeah. uh, named the ship. Oh, um, yeah. But, but he didn't. He never changed it. <laughs> he wasn't necessarily. Uh, he's paying like, homage oh, to his pops, bro. Okay, he's paying right. homage. Well, I am uh, now a fan of the Pikes, and I hope they do. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure that it was Boba. Uh, who did this, the slave training? I know he was more of a bounty hunter. I think that Django, uh, because mm -hmm. Django actually was a slave at one point in time. It is it, a whole. It, it gets real deep. I think that. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, okay, Daniel, Daniel, which Daniel might have should have been here, man. I don't know. Daniel is our book. Uh, he's our Encyclopedia Britannica when it comes to this. He stuff. is the book uh, of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, you are the book of Boba Fett. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So, um, but but the fact of the matter is, uh, let, we could disagree or we could go back and research the the the, the original origin story of the name but it was called at one point the slave one and yes yeah. slaves are a thing now that requires a different mindset to watch something that says that's involving slaves in a universe where there's four black people okay 
<laughs> so it's not necessarily that slaves equal black people. Uh, let's also remember uh, the Tuscans who we've grown to fall in love with in this series. Uh, damn near enslaved uh, Anakin's mom, which is the reason why we have this whole Star Wars story. Uh, because on the planet of Tatooine, where they held his mom captive, uh, uh, they more than likely uh, were going to have her in some sort of indentured servitude. Uh, but we know how that ended. Anakin and his journey towards the dark side started uh, with what happened with uh, his mom. Of course, you know, four out of five of us know. Uh, you know, the, the rest of us will learn as we as we progress. Uh, but yeah, so he gets his shit back. Uh, and in a moment of what I would like to call holy shit, oh, I'm fucking dumb as shit. He tries to fly into the <laughs> it's like trying to fly down the it's like look all right let's let's this get dude you that to open. the city. Yeah, what, what what the hell was going on with this? He wasn't like, trying to fly expect? in it, he was just trying to get a better look. It's not like he had a giant fucking flashlight, you know, and he's like, Let me put this bitch in there, you know what I mean? He's like, All right, this ship has the the mechanical um ways to make me look into this the way I need to so that I can climb down and make sure that this shit's not in here. But we didn't know the motherfucker was still alive, you know what I mean? Like Oh uh, well, yeah. I mean, he he's looking down his throat. I wonder how the Sarlacc's breath is. I mean, he is this like a 28th century dentistry right here. I don't know if he's giving them a filling or whatnot, but he's he's using this ship to go back <laughs> to look for, for his armor that he, that he climbed out the planet with. Um and then in in a you know he gets a little closer and learns that it's a, it's still alive. And um yeah we almost uh we almost have Boba Fett die by the creature that killed him in the first place, so, how dope would that be if this was the last episode <laughs> and he just showed up <laughs> and he just died in the... Anyway, I don't know how y'all thought about that scene, but I thought that was weird. And then the last thing on the docket that happened that I think we uh, was worth discussing is they did, I don't know if y'all peeped this or not, but they did give us some foreshadowing about the Mandalorian. If you peep, if you're as attentive as I was, those last couple seconds, you even heard the theme music. Mm -hmm. She says, with money you can buy an army and then and then we start hearing the mandalorian music my prediction is that we're going to see the mandalorian in the next coming uh next few shows so stephanie you need to watch the mandalorian is what we're trying to tell you so you understand like what's going on what's happening and why these people are significant and don't worry it is way more way more entertaining than what you have been watching in this season but yes you will have a lot of questions about like vince said the baby and all that and like any questions you have just you know just just ask us we got you but there i'm just gonna let you know we don't know who the daddy is and he gets like everyone's trying to kidnap him is the synopsis of this i watched uh, it's two seasons worth of uh worth of episodes yeah. so it's gonna be tough to catch up in one week okay but it's really good I have a question that's going to make everyone watching this hate me, and I don't care. Uh, <laughs> is the baby Yoda or not? Because they look no. the same. No. No, it is not. Okay. He's like it. a cousin of Yoda or something. His name is Grogu. Oh. Right. Uh, well, hey, hold on. We don't know if it's a cousin. That's or, right. Okay. Or, You're right. <laughs> just, My bad. Not all Yodas look alike. All right. Uh, My bad. They do, uh, from what we know. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, one of the one of the, if if since we're since we're spoiling a little bit, um, one of the, the one of the uh, articles of mystique with regard to that character is that we don't know many of those types of characters. And one of the things that we explore in the Mandalorian is, as uh, to quote one of the stormtroopers, 
what the hell is that thing? (laughs) I mean, what is that thing? You know what I mean? So so look forward to getting some more insight on that. Uh, Also, if you know Giancarlo Esposito of um, uh, Mo Better Blues fame, uh, uh, he was also on Breaking Bad. Right he was in uh, Dear Black People, Dear White People. Um, he is a pretty. He, he plays Mo, um, uh, Mo I, uh, uh, Moff Gideon. Uh, very, very prominent character. Actually, one of the most powerful uh, uh, members of this cast. So uh, I definitely think you got something to look forward so, to. So wait, I have one more thing before we move on. Okay, so I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but this was a very prominent scene for me. So when when Boba and Fennec broke into um like the palace to steal to steal his um his his ship, did you guys peep the fucking chef robot that had the goddamn General Grievous fucking arms oh, and shit? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that shit was that. fucking nuts. It got <laughs> so fucking hyped. I just like I really want to know is that the first protocol droid like for Grievous and his fucking because that nigga would have been scary as fuck like with the knives to fight. I'm just saying like but Fennec and her boss ass like and another question is where the fuck she get all these dope ass tools? Like, you know what I'm saying? She's got the fucking ball. She's got the fucking like metal cutter and shit. Like there were so many like interesting things that this bitch just had on her. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, oh, here we go. This thing's gonna float around and show us like what the fuck it does. I, I definitely thought there was like some interesting shit that uh, I hope that they, I guess, elaborate more on. You know what I'm saying? So that, that was just what I wanted to. Uh, I, I really think they should have called this the Phoenix Shan show, uh, uh, book of the book of Phoenix Shan, because if, if it wasn't her, if it wasn't for her, Boba would have been dead a few times already. You know what I mean? So and vice versa. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the one time, yeah, she, he did, he did say he did spin a bag. Right. He did spin a bag on her. Um, so I mean, but it, she just when it comes to everything that we would have hoped to have seen from um boba and as far as action and everything like that we get it all with fennec fennec gives it all to us every time she gets on on uh on on a camera on a scene of fighting any type of are action we, scene are, she giving it are we waiting for some chemistry between maybe boba fett and fennec chan i mean i mean absolutely not only the only chemistry no she's built for me and I and how dare you, uh, you know, try to <laughs> try to uh, pander her off to uh, oh a, a, a Boba Fett who doesn't have the balls to stand up to a bunch of weaklings. Uh, Yo, look at so, you! Look at him, man. She's feeling him, bro. She wants no, the bald head, bro. No, that's like a sister and brother type bond. Like she's like, I'm gonna smack you in the back of the head when you yeah. do some stupid shit. Like, yeah, yeah, that's like that what look. Are you doing? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Here's here's my here's my impression of Vince anytime. Here's my impression of Vince anytime there's a man and a woman on screen together. Huh? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, how? Yeah. Daniel, how dare you insult Finnick by calling her a fucking master assassin and then saying she's got a Batman utility belt, bro? Like you just totally insulted that woman. Like, come on. You know what he's saying. She's way cooler than fucking Batman. She got way cooler. That's a topic of discussion as well. Uh, But yeah, man. All in all, it looks like we have mixed feelings. I'm not gonna lie, this wasn't my favorite episode. It was developmental, all right? It was transactional. Uh, you know, we got, um, uh, uh, I, I like the Black Chrysanthemum scene. I like the uh, the meeting Finnick. I like uh, seeing Thundercat, even though I didn't recognize him for who he was when I first saw him. Um, but yeah, go Google the Yasuke theme song. It's called it's good. Uh, 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 Flying uh, Lotus or something like that. 
uh it's one of my favorite songs and um and also we got to, to see him get the shit back which evidently we are going to whitewash and now call it firefly instead of slave one uh fire, which is, fire spray it, gunship fire spray all right whatever mm-hmm. you know that's fine so all of that all at all uh and we also going to war with the pikes uh evidently with a five-man army of which includes two dudes that look like incredible hulk had sex with peppa pig all right. Anyway, uh, uh, anything else to discuss on Boba Fett? Uh, if so, let's talk about it after the show. We have spent an, uh, 40, uh, an hour and 15 on it. I really have to have to. Yeah, the do. Yeah, you're right. Boba, uh, uh, Minnie is right. The do rag song of which uh, one of our panel members did use to make a quite a fascinating video. I'm not going to say any names, uh, but I'll say handles word nerd theft. Um, so we'll talk about that. And I also did agree with you, Minnie, in that uh, that little droid was one of my favorite, the one that they couldn't catch. Yeah. Uh, terrible bounty hunter. <laughs> I don't want uh, the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. But uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Daniel uh, 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 and, and Yaz, the concept of Batman. Funny that you brought this up because this was something that was discussed in this week's episode of The Peacemaker. You see what I did there, Tyrone? You like that, right? That's how you that do it. That was a top-notch segue. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, bro. This week's episode of Peacemaker, bro, there's so much to talk about, bro. I don't know how we I don't know how we're gonna squeeze this in the next 30 minutes or so. But let's just start with the fact that we now have guaranteed 100 percent proof. That the uh, that uh, the peacemaker's dad is not only racist, but is like probably one of the most racist supervillains that we've ever seen. And I, I just want to break. I want to break. I want to break this. Uh, this this episode. I want to start off with what I wanted Stephanie to comment on. And I and I hate to spoil this for you. I hate to, but I might have to because that's what we do here, man. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie, there is a character in this show, and his name is vigilante and in this particular episode he became my favorite superhero he became my favorite all right so let me just let's just give you a real quick rundown of the sequence of events that occurred in episode four peacemaker so peacemaker uh he last episode he he killed one of the butterflies you'll learn what the butterflies are um and in this and in this episode he's coping with that he's also uh coping with the fact that they sent his dad to jail they framed him just so that they keep him in jail um they uh, uh the uh the guy who i think they're calling um the judo master who kind of looks like a uh, a uh, uh, battle frog uh, battle toads i don't know if you remember those, those battle toads uh he, he he was shot and now they're dealing with him um but one of the biggest things about this episode is we learn more about this dude the vigilante as vigilante is coaxed by our uh 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 uh, uh shoot uh what abdebeo uh, abdebeo what's her what's uh what's tasty's name in this episode do y'all do y'all remember Adebayo. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Adebayo. I, I I can't remember her first name for right now. But she ends up uh telling or or insinuating to our good friend Vigilante that he should consider maybe going undercover or going into prison where uh the Grand Wizard is, uh this gentleman right here, and killing um Peacemaker's father. All right. So he ends up going into prison. I, I know I'm, I know I'm doing this kind of slow, but there's a reason. All right, so he goes to prison. I, I have to tell this, this this to you. So she's there. He's there, and he confronts Mister uh, um, White Dragon himself along with some friends. There's this scene. 
<laughs> there's a scene where he's sitting at the table with their with their friends, and he sits down with these racist stiffs, and he says, "Hey guys, you guys look like the coolest guys here in the prison. Just want to sit here with y'all and think. Hey, maybe we can have a conversation. Just just talk, you know, because y'all are cool." And they're like, "Yo, what the fuck?" If you don't get the hell out of here, he's like, no, 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 guys, come on, please, let's talk. In fact, and I want to read this to you. I want, I want this, this, I, I, yo, this, this was so dope. So here's is this what the transcript says. in the center with the glasses. Yes, yes, vigilante. That's, that's kind of vigilante. Cute in a serial yes. killer way. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So he's sitting there with these guys around him that are that are all racists, and he says, um, he says, all right, hey, what's up, fellas? Look, you totes seem like the coolest guys in this place. So I was thinking, you know, like, we should get to know each other. They're like, what? He says, let's pick a topic. And then everyone goes around in a circle and says their feelings on that topic. Let's each say something. Let's each say something. And this is to a group of white uh, uh, white nationalists. Let's each say something that we're grateful for that black people have contributed to American culture. <laughs> and then they look at him they're like is this dude joking he says no hey i'll go first i'm grateful that black people gave us rock and roll music <laughs> leonard skinner zz top 38 special all those guys owe everything to black american folk and blues music musicians i mean they wouldn't exist without them and then white redneck music would just sound like well what it sounded like before black people which was the wet sloppy sounds of fucking your sister <laughs> yes, I ladies and gentlemen, meet Mr. Vigilante. Now, don't now not only is that happening, but this dude is in there with a half cut off pinky toe. And yep. in addition to that, he still doesn't want people like yo, the funniest scene in this whole shit was he didn't have his costume on or whatever. And then uh Tasty or whatever her name is, uh Adebayo, she's like, Oh, hey vigilante. He's like, Oh. Hey, hey, I'm not, I'm not vigilante. He's like, you sound like vigilante. He's like, no, I don't. I don't even know who vigilante is. You know, but I'm trying to tell you, like, this, this show does this shit right, bro. It takes serious shit, it addresses it, but in a manner that is comedic enough that you take it serious, but you don't, but you don't take it so serious that you're angry about it afterwards. And I have to say, I was caught off guard by this show because it is now my favorite show that is currently running. I, and that is with Ozark going live as well. Ty, I get the feeling you feel the same way as me, Bad Ty. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, uh, from the onset, um, you know, I when we saw the, the Suicide Squad, I thought Peacemaker's character was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it then. Um, you know, and it kind of transitioned well to his own show. Um, I, I, I'm in love with this show as well. Uh, every time this show comes on, that dance at the beginning of the thing, <laughs> oh I watch every intro, mm-hmm. even though you don't have to. I watch every oh intro, God. and I'm and I'm gonna tell you, I'm I think I'm almost got that dance routine down. <laughs> and, uh, no, wait, 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 wait. As soon as I get it totally down. Uh, I will perform it right here on the New Blood Order. Uh, okay, so hold on. Do you know what? Do you know what Austin said to me the other day? He said, 
I love the intro so much. Like at first we were both like, we watched it and we're like, what the fuck? But you know, we're on episode four now. So we're like, he loves it. He said that we need to come up with our own, like, <laughs> and yeah. that should be like our opening and close. And I'm like, how the fuck do we all look fucking doing some dumb shit? Like, uh, like, TikTok people. like, like, like them. we look like them and I want to look like them. I, <laughs> oh I, 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 I want, I, I personally will do it for us. I will take that one on the, on the, on the, on the nose. Uh, but, uh, listen, I, I love this show. I'm with you, Vince. I, you guys know how I felt about Titans. I threw away my, my DC fan card and, and into, into <laughs> an abyss that I never thought I would have to go into to find. Uh, but, Listen, I was out there last night in that abyss with my flashlight and my uh, my sanitized gloves, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna find that fandom uh, that I once had for DC again. And uh, right now, Peacemaker is doing a damn good job of keeping me motivated on finding that that fandom. But I love this show, man. There's so much, so much, so many good things about the show. Tyrone, I have never been a John Cena fan. All right, I've seen all the memes. I've heard it. Oh, John Cena. I get it. My daughter is a huge John Cena fan. I've I've always looked at his head and been like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on in that head? Like it's it's a it's a literal rectangle. Like there's no curvature yeah. in his head. <laughs> but this show has made me a John Cena fan, bro. And I mean, it's, he's he's killing his role. He's so perfectly fit for it. But there's a few other things that happened in this episode too that I think are noteworthy. Um, one of the other things that I thought was, and I, I've been taking notes. Uh, I recommend y'all do the same because I forget stuff that happens so often. One of the things that I thought that, I, I, again, man, I know Steph has so much going on in the week, but I was so ready to hear Steph's take on this. Stephanie, he gets into a quarrel with an old gentleman on a lawn where he basically says, hey, dude. You said you were a superhero. Well, do you have like a bunch of superhero people that, I mean, villains that want to come kill you? A cast of uh, uh, superheroes or whatever he called them? And he was like, no, I don't. He's like, well, Batman does. He's like, well, you know where mine are? They're all six feet under because I fucking killed them. And he's like, dude, see, that's what I'm saying. Batman doesn't kill. He's like, because he's a fucking pussy. You know? <laughs> and it's like, it's all, there's this whole conversation. There's this whole conversation about that. What's up, Talim? Do you know who that guy is? No. So you guys, well, you guys wouldn't remember this, but way back in the day, they had a Batman uh, TV show um, that used to come on, like when I was a little kid. I, it was like I, it was really, really old. I want to <laughs> say that he is the Boy Wonder. I want to say he's the one that oh. played. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to. I'm and 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 I haven't confirmed this, but I'm just I'm pretty good with faces, and I really think that he's the. He's the original boy wonder. What? Oh, we right. I'm gonna have to look this up right now. Yes, I'm let's get some confirmation going <laughs> here. Sure I'm right. Yeah, let's oh. sure I'm right, but yo, hold up. Hold up. Yo, yo. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Um, I hope you're right. Uh we'll leave Yaz. Yaz is on the Yaz is uh what's his name? I mean, I could I like I just gotta find out his name, but I'm not sure his name Batman. right now, but I'm sure it's on the credit. Like, he's the one that used to be like, Oh, damn it, Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like uh, you know, like they like what this was the old school, like this the old old school. So that's why I was like that that you know that why is his why do they keep spotlighting him? You know what I'm, I mean? Ah, I that would make like sense. Real I'm, tied to DC, to DC uh, comics. I'm actually looking up uh, the. 
I don't know. Like, okay, so the the guy who played uh, Robin in that show, his name was Burt Ward. Uh, I don't see him credited in Peacemaker. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know if What's he the guy's was. name. Uh, the actor's name is Burt Ward. Oh no, this guy's name. Oh, this guy. I think his name is Mel Tuck. Mel Tuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Now we we you got us in full research mode while we're up here, man. We got people behind the scenes right now that are googling. I, I hope you're right uh, for your credibility's uh, sake. Like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, research it. So. I'm just messing with you, man. Yeah, it's all okay. good. That's a good observation either way. But at the end of the day, I thought that this was hilarious. He basically goes and says, look, bro, uh, Batman sucks uh, because not only is he too pussy to kill everybody, but he's actually putting more people in danger by locking these folks up. Eventually, they end up breaking out and killing more people. If he would just kill them in the first place, we wouldn't have these problems. Uh, and that that's like his argument. <laughs> look at Stephens over there. Rewind. So there's like a whole, I don't want to say anti, but kind of like a, look, I don't give a fuck what Batman did uh, type of, uh, of, um, of, um, of theme that's, that, that's behind this. You know what I'm saying? And, and I love that. Like they don't shy away from addressing other stuff from other comic books, uh, which I think is, is dope. Um, they also, in this episode, I think one of the things that is very, very revealing, and this is what I, one of the things that I actually think that Steph and maybe some of us may have an issue with, is there is a topic that I want to discuss before we wrap up about the pol the concept of racist reforming and breaking the cycle of generational racism. I think that what we may be witnessing in this show is a window into what that's like. Basically, we've got a guy named Peacemaker who has a completely 100% racist dad, but is in denial about it. There is a point in time in the show that um, Adebayo uh, was like, your dad is a bad person. He's like, yeah, but he's my dad. He's like, well, he's like really racist. He's like, well, that was, you know, that was a long time ago. He's like, he thinks that people that have my shade of skin are second class citizens. And he's like, yeah, that's not bad. He's like, that's not, that's, that's, that sucks. But he's my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like he is this endless struggle he has of trying to like separate the racist fuckery of this asshole and also not dismiss his father, which even in that token, in the episode, we learned that he had him do a bunch of really fucked up shit as a jit, as a kid. He had him like, you know, you know, doing, you know, committing mur murderous acts. Uh, there's even this questionable scenario that happened with his little brother. Um, so there's reason for him to not have any good feelings, according to the memories, for his father. But still, despite his racism, despite all of that, he's still clinging to the relationship. And I guess he's hoping that he can change his mind. This is a real story, in my opinion. This is a story that's not told where we've seen the TikToks. There's during the Black Lives Matter movement, during George Floyd, there were people that were like, look, mom, fuck you and fuck this shit you're spewing about police. God damn it. Floyd, George Floyd did not deserve to die. And then uh, uh, they're putting these joints on, on, their, uh, on their social media. They're saying like, well, look, um, he was he he was a bad guy. He did this and that to his pregnant girlfriend. He's like, mom, what the fuck are you talking about? And that whole dynamic, I think, is being dis explored in this series. The the racist father, the racist parents, the racist generation being confronted 
by a conflicted generation following them and having to come to the terms with whether or not they're going to follow in the parents' footsteps or if they're going to lead in their own manner. And that, in my opinion, is the crux. Uh, but thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, <laughs> yes, All right, yes. I did my homework. <laughs> so, Mel Tuck um, was not in any Batman. Um, yeah. I, I checked. I checked every. Like I went. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I, the, I like I said it. I, I didn't confirm it. And, yeah, you're good. I'm I, just. I'm yeah, just yeah, no, you're right. So I just, I just went like way back to make sure like what he has been in. Um, that was like you know technically DC, and he's in DC Legends of Tomorrow. That was made in 2016. He's in that TV show, and he's in Travelers. Um, as for movies and stuff like that. He hasn't really been in much things that we like would probably remember him from, to be honest with you. Like Unforgotten might be one that you guys remember him from. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Okay, and then another movie could be um what else? Buddy Games. I don't know if anyone saw that, but he was in that movie that like came out like two years ago or something like that. And then he's in just like a bunch of older movies that like you know I I've never even heard of. So well, uh, there goes your dream, Ty. Uh, sorry, brother. Uh, you said you know him. He's a funny him. asshole, man. It, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's man. All right. I mean, if there's any consolation, uh, he does kind of have some resemblance to some folks that I have seen on screen uh, at some point in time. I don't know if you all ever watched uh, SpongeBob growing up. Uh, <laughs> anybody here ever watched SpongeBob? Yes. Yeah. He looks like him. He, oh my god. He, he, this this dude Hold looks that. almost exactly yeah. like Mermaid Man, bro. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Mermaid Man, but if they did star, if they did make a Mermaid Man movie, then I have to say this guy is gonna get my vote as Mermaid Man. Um he he get from the back, <laughs> he's definitely got the figure to uh to, to take that. But yeah, uh, maybe maybe that's what you were thinking instead of the Batman thing. I think that's what maybe that's what you maybe even maybe, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but those are the things that stood out to me in this episode. I mean, there's also a couple other developments. Um, but any idea, guys? Does anybody here have any idea like what could have possibly happened with his little brother growing up? That was something that very much uh, stuck out to me. Um, like, I, like I don't know, did he have a seizure? Did he cause the seizure? What it okay, was? So what, what, it looks like poison. It looks okay. like poison, and also okay. So like, um, if you've ever, if you've ever been hit in the face and like the, the nose, um, like doctors tell you, if you if you push your nose up so far into your brain, it it can kill you almost instantly or within a couple of days. Oh shit. So, like, your bridge of your nose right here into your skull, if it's pushed up high enough, it can literally, like, that's why, like, you know, people always tell, like, use your palm, you know what I'm saying, for the nose, it's a good defense mechanism, because it will, it will completely, like, disable somebody, it can also kill you, and the way that that kid was hit, and the force and everything, that could have maybe been a thing, but yeah, it also does look like maybe he was poisoned or something, you know what I'm saying, like, something was in his system, because the whiteness that came out of his mouth, with the, like, the blood is understandable, and, like, see how his yeah. bridge of his nose is a little fucked up? Yeah. Because I paused on this, too, because I was like, wait a minute, like, this, yeah. this, is, a little, this is a little weird right here, like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened, but, like, I mean, I guess if you think about it, you know what I mean, it could, it could cause, like, a seizure to happen. And maybe that's what happened is like he he did that that happened and it caused him to have a seizure and that's how he died. Mm, all right. Like, yeah, however, he, however he died, um, clearly Peacemaker is at odds 
with himself. He feels mm -hmm. some response, some level of responsibility um, in regards to whatever happened with his brother. Um, and we keep on, this is like what the third, maybe the third time we've seen the flashback of him killing flag. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So like it, you know, it, it's like, he's really, you know, at this, this moment where he's realizing some of the things that he's done, some of the things that he's been through. And, uh, I think we're seeing him transitioning from, um, anti-hero to possibly hero uh throughout and we're, we're kind of seeing that 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 uh transformation yeah yeah tyrone uh how you felt did you uh did you, are you caught up with this man how you feel about this episode? oh yeah oh yeah no I, I think it's just another one in a really good string of episodes i mean this show has been been killing it hitting it on all cylinders uh i i think you're right from the very beginning it was i was like oh yeah they're jumping into race they're exploring it like for real here and from a perspective that we're not used to seeing uh you know in on TV and in superheroes is like from the perspective of this guy who, if you asked him, I think I might've uh, even uh, said this in the first, uh, after the first three episodes, but like, if you ask Peacemaker, he'd be like, I'm not racist. I think, you know, that he talked about it in the, in the first episode, I'm not racist. Right. But then uh, as he's exploring and as he uh, is actually surrounded by people of color, you know, uh, he's, yeah, right. you know, hearing different experiences, he's experiencing different, experiencing different things himself. Like he's starting to realize like, Oh shit. Like maybe I'm maybe I'm closer to being racist than than not racist, and right. uh, it's I I love watching this journey and uh, what you were talking about earlier with John Cena. Uh, you know I've I've never been a big John Cena fan myself. I mean he was, you know I was kind of like okay John Cena whatever, but uh, this role uh, definitely is perfect for him and it it has allowed him to kind of add a sense of like almost you know almost like being a child to this to this very weirdly powerful human being. Uh, you know that that just looks like an, an action figure uh, all disproportionate and stuff but you know it, but he's you know there's so much of a vulnerability as he's figuring shit out about himself and it's it's been really fun to watch yeah man i think that that's there's a there's an area of space that's being explored in the show that has not been explored in any other show that i'm aware of and that is um the concept of white ignorance to racism and how to explore it, how to approach it, how to address it. And this is the perfect quintessential character. I mean, bruh, Stephanie, look at the, this is the villain's uh, outfit, bro. Uh, <laughs> this, this, is our, this is our villain uh, to be here. Yeah, that's who, uh, that's who we're fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we even, uh, in this episode, we even got a glimpse of his costume, which to DC's credit, I love, I love how they're keeping true to the to the comics, supposedly, even though I didn't read the comics. But you can see that they're trying to keep true. Here's the costume. And even uh, there was a tidbit dropped by the vigilante. He was like, there's there's kinks in the armor or something of that sort. But this yep. is the depiction of it. This is what it looks like in the comic book. So, I mean, it's almost spot on, bro. Like, they are really doing this comic book justice. And they're giving these characters personalities that we don't typically see in superhero shows. I mean, for the vigilante... Bro, this dude, he went. Do you the way he went to jail? <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh my that god, was you have to watch this shit. That shit that was classic. It's like it's like this gimpy ass dude walking through the grass in, in a courtyard of police, right? Like they're just having lunch and shit. And he grabs a heavy motherfucking trash can that's like way away from where he's trying to fucking like throw it. And he has to like uh, 
<laughs> and all these cops are just sitting there like watching him like what the fuck is this dumbass doing like and he's just like uh, uh, and then finally he's like okay i can get this i'm gonna pick it up and he's like struggling to pick it up and then he just like tosses it against the window and breaks it and then's like what's up and like <laughs> it was, yes, it's fucking bro. classic like you're just like who wrote this this is fucking epic like, yeah, yeah i mean just i want you to think about what 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 she's describing here's a guy who goes into a a, a, a yard a courtyard full of cops goes to a trash can sees windows like you know what i'm gonna throw that trash can through that yep. window he goes over to it and the trash can is like way too heavy. <laughs> so he's like, Ugh, Ugh, you know? <laughs> he's like, finally gets it over there, throws it up. And this is a guy who could barely get a trash can over to a window, but he also is balls enough to sit in front of these freaking clan members and be like, yo, fuck you. You owe everything you have to black people and can, can and proceeds to beat the living shit out of them. Yeah. At the side, this motherfucker, look at him. He's like, he's like, a, he's like 80 pounds soaking wet. And he's one of the, he's like one of the strongest dudes fighting wise oh, on this bro. show. He took on all five of them at once, yo. You know what I'm saying? In a manner, and he did it smart. He goaded them, which is what the uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the white dragon says. He's like, you're not going to, he's like, come on, white, come on, boy. Won't you hit me too? And he's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to goad me because I know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, y'all hearing my phone ringing? All right. That's, and, that's the thing and, Stephanie, and Stephanie, after he did it, the funny, the, the, I think like that, that kind of like made it so funny. Was right after he got into the altercation with these Aryan um, dudes, uh, the black dude who got <laughs> punked the last episode was the one was the dude that wound up being the snitch. Yeah, who told the, the police like he that guy didn't do nothing. They just jumped him. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. It's this is a this is one of the few times where like. You know, normally when we when we're dealing with racial justice and racial racial reckoning, we are expecting and hoping that that comes in. I know I'm, I feel like I'm speaking in a strobe light right now, but no worries. Um, uh, it, th- we're expecting or hoping that that racial reckoning comes from a strong black character, right? Like a Luke Cage or like a like a like a T'Challa. Here's an instance where the other end of that spectrum is being explored, where there's clear racial reckoning that we need to have. But instead of it coming from the forceful hand of like uh, the Falcon, you know, or somebody where they're speaking from the point of the 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 oppressed, we got somebody who doesn't even realize he was the oppressor and he's dealing with it. And that's kind of a very it's a fascinating and different approach, one that we've yet to see, which I think is why I'm. Like saying that this is this start this show gets the gold star. I have yet to see anything in it that I don't like about it. I can right. keep it real. Like I, I don't see even as I love the little Asian dude, the little the, the, the little the little freaking <laughs> judo dude. He, he he every this peacemaker is getting his ass kicked by everybody, and he's the biggest dude. <laughs> he's the biggest he's the biggest dude in the series, bro. You know what I'm saying? And he doesn't know when he's sexist or not. He he tells the one that he's like he's like um not trying to be sexist or nothing, but your your tits look great in that. <laughs> Oh, the tank top, yeah. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a sexist way. I just mean like you know. (laughs) Then he just like walks away. She's just like sitting there, like drinking her beer, like like why? He gives him a look back, like. Oh, did you say something? Nope. Oh, all right. I thought I thought I heard you say something. So, um, prediction. I think that the lovely little light white lady that he does have a crush on is going to end up having a crush on vigilante. Leave that alone. That's a whole prediction. I also think that uh, 
that uh, we're going to get a little more Amanda Waller in this series because uh, a lot of this is predicated on Amanda Waller being uh, they're kind of they're kind of casting her like a villain. Yeah, she's ruthless as fuck. No disregard yeah. for human life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like yeah. they they literally say that like when they like speak about her. And then the crazy part is like. Tasty is technically her daughter in this show. Like that's what we have learned, but right. no one else knows that on the crew. And she's right. just hearing everything because these people have worked with Amanda Waller. They have seen her. They they watched her get knocked the fuck out by another crew member, and that's why they're here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. So it's, you know it's, we're talking. You know we're talking about, right, Steph? I, I love how uh, when we talk about shows that Steph doesn't know how the attention all get goes to bringing Stephanie on board. Uh, when when Wakanda comes out, when when uh when all these other shows come out, we're gonna be like, okay, Steph, what happened? What what happened now? What, like she, the roles are gonna be reversed because I know she she reads the books, you know, so she'll become the Daniel Biddle of Wakanda. Uh, but for right now, uh, we're 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 dealing with stuff. We're bringing her into the world, so you are embodying the folks who are into this universe. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I, Steph, you have, bruh, please, bruh, this is not Boba Fett. This show has substance, real world, yes. real life substance yes Steph. i i am excited for episode four and i will say i do appreciate that they have white people cleaning up each other's messes like white people hold each other accountable it shouldn't always be up to us to deal with your racist family members so um <laughs> I, I appreciate that and also the fact that like it is it is such a very white man thing to commit a crime in front of the police and not be worried about getting murdered um, so I'm glad that they had him do that shit because Adebayo couldn't have gotten away with it. Right. Well, I mean, that, that's a good real life, uh, point to bring up, uh, in this instance, uh, Adebayo would have just called her mom and they would have, she probably would have just had the, the police killed. Like mm-hmm. the way that they have this set up is like the most fierce, ruthless person in this series is the black lady, the yep, dark, black lady. how to get away with murder black lady who runs a bunch of people uh with with bombs implanted in their heads mm-hmm. and says try to run from us and we'll just explode your ass mm-hmm. like they have flipped this shit something serious the most ruthless motherfucker is amanda waller the most racist motherfucker is the hero's father this whole shit is fucked and i'm here for it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. now I, I don't know about you guys but I, i'm still at odds with tasty's character I don't know if um, Adebayo is playing the role of this naive um, rookie or if that's really genuine. Because at moments, and there's moments in the show where I feel like it's genuine, but then there's moments like when she shot uh, the the little the little uh, judo guy, like it, it it just the timing of her shooting him was like he was about to tell peacemaker what the butterflies are and she just so happens to come at that moment and shoot him right before he can tell him what the butterflies are it it leads me to believe that she's a lot more she knows a lot more Mm -hmm. than what she's alluding to plus the fact that she is amanda waller's uh daughter uh you know the the apple might not fall too far from the tree but it's it it, i don't know if you guys picked up on that but Mm -hmm. um you guys feel the same way or or what? It's a great observation, Tyrone. That's a great observation for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I think her I think her not doing certain things is not because of her inability. I think it's because uh she's holding her cards close to the chest. I think we'll end up finding that she's 
much more capable than she is making herself out to be. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing that like the sides, the, the line, the battle lines aren't really clear. Uh, it was revealed in the, in the end of this episode that, uh, you know, there are some double agents at work. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so we don't know what at, at the moment, we don't even know what the sides are, you know, cause of the, of the reveal at the end. So, uh, you know, I, I think my prediction is that she's there to potentially flush out any butterflies that are within the organization. So I have a quick question for you guys. Um, you guys like obviously see the butterfly that he took and didn't kill mm-hmm. and lied to them about it. And like, he has it in the fucking jar, little fairy thing. And it has it in the fucking jar. You got so, it high. Say what? <laughs> he smoked it out. Right. Okay. So, right. So like, he's like over here drinking, getting high and shit. He's like blowing fucking, you know, shotguns into the fucking glass and little things just like, like hanging out. And then it rolls to him and then eagerly comes to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like at first, Eagly was trying to kill that thing. Now they're becoming friends. So I don't know. I think maybe like, do you guys think, do you guys have any predictions that he might become like a, a butterfly? Oh, Cena, he might like open the jar and ingest the butterfly. Like it, once I, I think like once they find out the black dude's a butterfly, I think the black dude's going to try and like maybe, you know, conform him into like maybe eating or like ingesting the other one, like the one he has. And, like, you know what I'm saying? in the cult or something like that because you gotta think about it like the black dude is the one that's making sure that he understands like this is all like like the mission is the most important fucking thing you know finding all the butterflies you know what i'm saying like you gotta think about it and then this motherfucker's like eating out of the bowl so you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's 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 it's, it's kind of contradictory in certain aspects of it you know what i'm saying like so i'm 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 thinking maybe like that's that's what they're alluding to is like maybe somehow that that butterfly is going to be ingested by somebody on the team. I think. I, I think there's I think there's something a little more devi- I don't want to say devious, but there's something a little more relevant at foot. Yes, bring up a good point. We did learn that the gentleman here is indeed a butterfly. How do we learn? Because he has specific eating habits uh, that would indicate that he is. But in addition to that, uh, he wasn't the only one to address these. If you recall, little judo master was trying to tell, like he said, like a, a, a right. peacemaker, peacemaker. He was like, "Yo, look." You don't understand about the butterflies. They're not what you think they are. And then pow, you know what I'm saying? He goes down. So I think that we're going to learn that the butterflies aren't necessarily as villainous as they're making them out to be, that they're more complex. Um, I'm curious as to whether or not Amanda Waller and everybody else at headquarters knows about uh, old boy being a butterfly or if that's a secret or not. I think that we'll have to wait to find out. But Ty, you're spot on, bro. That, That is a great observation. Like not only... Because she's sitting there boohoo crying and, and pouting the last couple of episodes about, I ain't never killed nobody, man. And I ain't, I ain't never hurt nobody. You know, my mama told me, who told Harpo to hit me? And then um, in this one, she was like, pow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He right didn't before. even have any weapons. He didn't even have any weapons. He was, he was like, just straight up on a fist fight. And you, yes. shot him in the, you shot him in the chest. You didn't try to disarm him. I mean, like. You know, like hit him in the leg, hit him with a you know a, a little wound, a little wounding shot. Nah, she shot him dead in the chest with the intent on trying to kill him and shut him up. Yeah, um, man, that that is a great point. I guess we'll have to watch with interest to see whether or not uh, uh, Amanda Waller Jr. Uh, starts to follow in her mom's footsteps or not. But either way, I'm completely on board, bro. This this show, man, talk about a sleeper. This joint came out of nowhere, and I'm like, 
I'm ready for the whole ride. We got to start wrapping this up, guys. Uh, we ain't. We, I got to get this done before two hours. I learned recently that we can't repost the show if it's if it's over two hours. So we only got twelve more minutes. Um, but uh, I did want to revisit the question of the day before we go. If you recall, Stephanie, uh, our Star Wars expert, um, had a question of the day that she uh brought up earlier. Um, I'll bring it back up on screen. But if you don't mind, just refresh our memory, uh, Steph. What was the question of the day? And I hope y'all got your answers ready. We'll start with Yaz, go to Ty Tyrone, and then I'll close up. But if you got one, go ahead, Seth. I do. I'm ready. So um, what celebrity do you feel needs to make a cameo in the Star Wars universe? Mine, when I say it, is going to be so obvious. You're going to be like, why didn't I think of that? Erica Badu, okay? The woman oh. is an alien already. She's got the look. She's got the lingo. And I mean it in the very best way. I love Erica. She says herself that she's been waiting for the aliens to come and get her. She's outside playing the music, singing the song, doing all the things, and is offended that they haven't come for her yet. Um, so I just think <laughs> she would be such a wonderful fit somewhere in the Star Wars universe. Maybe even as a musician singing. They don't need to give her prosthetics, anything. She's beautiful and otherworldly already. So I would love to see Erica Badu somewhere in Star Wars. Wow, that's that is a good answer. Uh, yes, we'll go to you, then Tyrone, then Talim. Um, or if you need more time, feel free to pass it on because this is question. I'm gonna pass it because like uh, I'm still I'm still like in between my my decision. So okay, all right, all right. Ty, you got one ready, bro? You got you ready for Ty? You stopped them this morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, had one job, man. You got an hour to have. Tyrone, what's up, bro? Okay, so they're obviously going to need a new chef bot. So I think uh, I think we need Chef Gordon Ramsay to be uh, <laughs> the the guy who runs you know all the food at uh, at at Boba's Palace. So that's that's my celebrity guy, Chef Chef Gordon Ramsay, uh, yelling at droids in the kitchen. Chef like Gordon, Chef, like Chef Gordon Ramsay. Just, just, all right, all right, fair enough. All right, well, if y'all don't have if y'all don't have yours, uh, then I, I guess go, go ahead, go ahead, Ty. Go ahead. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, but but the version that I want is the Ike Turner. Uh, <laughs> I need Ike Turner to pull up to Boba Fett's uh, meeting, meeting where he's trying to get all of the dudes to, to be on his side and everything. And I need uh, Lawrence to come in there with cake and make everybody at the table eat some <laughs> 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 And show him how you get the job done the okay. first time. Uh, you know, because uh, you need a backbone, and and it, 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 there's nobody out there with backbone like Ike Turner. God damn it! So, uh, <laughs> so I would like to see uh, Lawrence Fishburne, aka Ike Turner, uh, pull up to uh, Star Wars and play uh, the SmackDown. All right, I'll, I'll go, and then we'll 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 finish up with you, Yaz. I, I have two. Um, and I'll give them to you in order of seriousness. Uh, the first one is completely comical. And I think that I wouldn't mind seeing Eddie Murphy uh, somewhere in a cantina, uh, maybe even doing jokes. I don't know. He could even be he could even be the donkey from Shrek. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, she think I'm a Steve. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, would, I, I, would, I would not mind. He's already been to space. We've all loved Pluto Nash, all right? Everybody here loved Pluto Nash, right? Nobody said anything <laughs> bad about Pluto Nash, right? Right? Do y'all even know what it is? <laughs> well, anyway, um, I think Eddie Murphy would be a funny character to kind of have, since they're putting in random cameos anyway. But I really, 
the real, the real, the like, if we're talking seriously, seriously, I would like, and you know, I don't even, you know what? I think this is the wrong answer. I want to see the cameo from Eddie Murphy, but I would like to see Jackie Chan as somebody who's actually a member of the Star Wars universe. I, I, I think that he would make sense as somebody who's always a defensive martial artist uh, in this universe, especially. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Jackie Chan as a new member, but Eddie Murphy would be my candidate. Yaz, you still look stumped up. Yaz is Googling. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, uh, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy is a good one. Um, but are you ready for mine? Heck yeah. Okay. So just because we already had Samuel L. Jackson, you know, and he's in there. So technically I can't use him, you know, as somebody, but I would love to see Pootie Tang come back as Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> 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 bro. That would be epic. Have I mean, that would be epic. <laughs> What lightsaber, bro? He be killing. Could you imagine? He takes his lightsaber from around his belt, from his belt buckle, whooping up the trend. Yo, I would love it. I love it. I would love to see a a a lightsaber duel between Darth Maul and Pootie Tang's belt. It's like a dual sided belt. It's like, fifth element good like stuff that. man the comments are lit up too i see some other folks thought uh chris i see we got chris tucker in the comments uh, uh keanu reeves keep them coming y'all do us a favor send us a quick 20 to 30 second clip telling us who your cameo would be and we'll add you to our video some of which are getting tens of thousands of views uh so that we can uh you know say hey look man we uh we have a, a you know a lot of folks that watch us and and also have opinions on this subject. So uh, we got to wrap this up real quick, guys. The time is counting down. We only got like four more minutes before uh, I can't repost this anymore. Well, thank y'all. We're going to go ahead and stick around for a little bit after this. If y'all ain't got nothing else going on. Thank you, Stephanie, for the question of the day. It was a great one. Uh, but let's go ahead and wrap this up by saying, as usual, of course, be your authentic self. If you ain't being yourself, you're being fake. And don't nobody want or appreciate or respect anybody who being fake. So tighten your ass up and tune on in. Y'all know, go follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Smash that button. And in all things, if you're a geek in real life, go ahead and make sure you let that geek flag fly. Fighter too, I just really hate Zang if only Ken and Ra too. I find it hard to be Blank, I keep a weak ninja hanging And now Uncle Rob, I'm hanging If you negative in energy Then stay out the vicinity Oh, yeah, yeah Them niggas over there Yeah, yeah, yeah